Bible this morning, turn if you would to 2 Timothy chapter number 4. 2 Timothy page 1281. Page 1281. Amen. Thank you for being in the Lord's house this morning. Page 1281. One verse, verse 10. Chapter 4, verse 10. You find your place, say amen. amen. For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved, having loved this present world. That is not just very much there. Let's read that one sentence together. Ready? For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. Holy Ghost to God, if I could have your help now, I realize that help me to share my heart, but God, may the Word of God find a place. But God, if it's just heard and not, not done something with, then God, it'll just be something they heard. God, the chances are the day will come they'll find themselves where this man was. Somehow or another, God, help us to put up a stop sign. Help us to put up a red light. Help us to alarm the bells. and God, blow the whistle and do all we can that we may not wind up here one day. In Jesus' name, amen. With the help of God, I want to preach on just one step. I want to introduce you to a man. His name is Demas. He's mentioned only three times in the entire New Testament. And yet in three short verses, we find the story of his life. And a story that is played out thousands and thousands and thousands of times since that day. As a matter of fact, this story has been some of your stories. It may very well be this morning you know somebody that you love that are living in a forsaken place and you pondered and you wondered and you you thought about it and you said, "How, how in God's name did they get there? Just one step. If I know anything, I know this morning that Satan is the great deceiver. If you don't believe that, then let me just say this. You're in for a wild ride. Because the first thing we got to understand, he is in the business of deceiving. He's a deceiver. It's his desire. 
This morning, if we can recognize ourselves, if somehow or another I could get you to turn loose of religion for a little while, if this morning I could get you, Sunday school teacher, to forget being a Sunday school teacher for a little while, if I could get you, quote, to set aside position for a little while. And this morning, if we could just examine our hearts, we could find just maybe the greatest help we'll ever get. Preacher, is it about me missing Wednesday night? No. Is it about the one that won't be here tonight? No. I want you here. But we need to understand something. Your physical position only displays your true heart. Say that again. Your physical position only displays what's in your heart. The Bible says all the issues of life come out of the heart. All the issues. All of them. And this morning... If, if we could examine our hearts and get real honest with our heart, God can help us. If you only see the position that you put yourselves in, never examine the heart, nothing will ever change. God's in the heart business. Always has been in the heart business. And I'll be honest with you, I can't give you this. And, and years ago, I used to think if I could preach better, preach harder, if I could do this, if I could do that, oh, don't miss this. It's not going to be about me. It's going to be about Him and what you do with Him in your heart. And only you and God can do that. This morning, there's three steps that I want to give you in the life of this man. There was step number one that we read about this dear man. What a good man he was. There's step number two. And then there's a step where we read just a moment ago. He's forsaken. Step number one. What a great step this is. In Philemon one twenty four. Paul, the great man of God, the preacher, the pastor, if you will, Marcus, Aristarchus, Demas, Lucas, my fellow laborers. Here's where he's at. And oh, he loves the thanks of God. We don't know when Demas got saved. The Bible doesn't tell us. I've often wondered if Paul was a preaching somewhere or some night 
And all of a sudden, he sees somebody come up and, Sir, what's your name? My name is Demas. And I just want to believe that God that you preached about. I want to trust that God is my Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. I want that God to save me. And Paul is excited. Demas is excited. He's a fellow laborer. This is the one that comes here and says, Boy, preacher, what can I do for the glory of God? Boy, I tell you, I just want to... Oh, don't miss this. Don't miss this. This morning... Part of being here. Let me give you four things about here right quickly because it's that next step that I think is so important. Number one, if you're, if you're going to get here, you got to be sure you begin right. Praise God. You say, how do you begin right? you got to know that you know that you know that Jesus Christ is your Lord and your Savior. You won't stay here long if you're lost. You are not going to be comfortable. You're not going to like it over here. Or we might do this a little while in the flesh. But I'll tell you this much, we won't do it long. Well, I want you to know, thank God, thank God, before God called me to preach, before God placed me as a pastor, praise God, He came by a pew on a Sunday morning that I could go to Baptist church and save my sorry good-for-nothing soul. And this morning, you need to get a hold of this. If you cannot go to a place in time when you saw yourself as a sinner, sorry, good for nothing, low down, sorry, stinking, rotten sinner, and Jesus says, are you listening? Are you listening? And Jesus is a Savior, then you better check up and make sure you're saved. Right here is what a wonderful place it is. But we've got to be sure we start right. I like this, but if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Praise God. I'm glad I got something here that's real. It's in my heart. Somebody say, how oh, you know you're saved? Hallelujah. Jesus lives there. That's how I know it. Praise God. Amen. It's something real in my life. I want you number two. Don't miss this. This is where we miss this. This race of being a co-laborer is not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's in for the long haul. As a matter of fact, God don't want you for just today. He wants you for the rest of your life. Boy, this is going to mess some of you up. And we'll talk about this in just a minute in the next step. But you need to understand when Jesus saved you, and if you are saved, I said if you are saved, He bought you, He purchased you. With his shed blood of Calvary. He has a right to ask all of us. And as a matter of fact, I just need to go ahead and mess up some theology. Some of you have. Well, preacher, I do this, I do that, I do this, and I do that. Holy, the Bible says when you've done all that, you've done what's reasonable. You've just done your reasonable service. Boy, it's going to mess some of you up really big. And bad, but hold on. They ain't none of us special. We're just sinners saved by the grace of God. That's it. Bible says our righteousness is as filthy, filthy, putrefying, nasty, wicked rags. You know what's good about me? Jesus. What ought to be good about you is Jesus. And so we find here, what a wonderful place that is. Number three, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Let me say this. We'll encourage those along the way. And we're going to get to this next step in just a minute. 
Don't stay with me. While those are laboring with you, you ought to encourage those around. Praise God, next Sunday morning, we're going to have Bus Kid Sunday. Amen. Bus Ministry Sunday. And next Sunday, our bus kids are going to sing. And let me just say this. Here's what I want you to do. When they get up to sing, I want you to like it. Amen. I stole that from the youth meeting the other night. I want you to get excited for them. We ought to be excited for those youngins that somebody can reach with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, you say, but I don't like them youngins. We'll talk about that next step in just a minute. We're going to get to that next step in just a little while. Right here, you ought to encourage somebody. How many of you went by and, and thanked the workers that went and took the young people to the, to the youth meeting while you went shopping? Why, when's the last time you come by and said, Boy, I tell you what's the truth. If I wait on some of you to encourage me, I'm going to be dead tomorrow. I'm amazed at the crowd come by with their petty, petty, pettiness. Yet never walk by and say, boy, pastor, that's a good message. I might as well just go ahead and tell on him now. Robert Wren back there texts me every Monday just about, boy, pastor, that was good yesterday. And he'll never know how many Monday mornings I read that text and said, okay, I believe I can go another week. I believe I can go another service. And how many times that's encouraged me Oh, I want you to know, when's the last time you've encouraged somebody along the way? We're going to get to that next step here in just a minute. Oh, number three. Don't miss this. Get your head, get your sanctified, holy head out of the sand. No one is exempt from making that next step. Nobody. You say, well, I'll tell you what, that's the truth, preacher. Bless God, I'm not going to never make that step. I, somebody better than you said that one day. I'm asking God, Lord, I tell you right now, everybody else may deny you, but I won't bless God. Hey, Jesus, you just take this to the bank, I'll die for you. And one day he's a falling afar off. Hey, Peter, aren't you one of them? Nope. No, not me, buddy. Hey, ain't you part of that fanatical crowd down on Rock? Nope, not me. Not me. I go to the dignified First Baptist Church of the dead people. Not me. Oh, I wonder this morning. I wonder this morning. Have you, there's not a one of us Look up here at me now. Bless God, look at me. Look at me. Not a one of us is exempt from the devil having you to make that next step. Not a one of us. Some better men have preached. Some better men than I will ever be fail in that one step You know what that makes me think? God, if you'll just extend grace 
and help me, I won't make that step. But it's going to only be by the grace of God. It's only going to be by the grace of God. That's the only reason I won't make that next step. There's been a multitude of people I thought was fellow laborers and great Christians. They made this step and they have made this step. And if you'd asked me, I would have told you, man, I didn't see that one coming. I would have never dreamed they'd be sitting at the house and not serving God today. So number one, the first step. There's a second step here. And this is the message. Just one step. The day came when Paul sent a word. This was a word that he sent. Colossians 4.14. Luke. Oh, let me tell you about Luke. He's the beloved physician. He was Paul's personal doctor. He was Paul's personal friend. Luke, let me tell you about Luke. He's that beloved. Man, I tell you, I love that doctor. I love him. And notice, Luke, a friend, my beloved, and Demas. No words. No words. Salute you, greet you. This is the most dangerous step for a Christian. First of all, for those of you that have been out of the will of God for a while, you'll probably come into this thing right here. Boy, God begins to stir your heart. Preacher, can I sing in the choir? Yes, sir. Hear the letter rip. Preacher, can I serve it? Yes, sir. Do you, you, you want to serve around here? We'll hunt you something to do. We got always something to do. Preacher, can I work? Yeah, you can work the bus ministry. And you'll make a step this way. Praise God for that. But it is that one that's here. That somewhere you stepped over here. Here's the deception. Have you quit God? No, I ain't quit God. I ain't quit God. I still love Jesus. I still love God. Hey, preacher, I ain't quit nothing. But it don't bother you to miss a Sunday night. And it's not your physical not being here. It is your heart. Why does your heart not want to be here? Preacher, I, I, I love Jesus. I know I'm saved and you can be here and saved. You can be here and lost. It is the most dangerous step. And Demas, you can be here and lost and believing you're dying that when you die you're going to go to Heaven, yesterday morning, a friend, been a friend all my life, was in the fire department with him. He's 59 years old. We were buddies. 
uh, one summer I got laid off from work and he let me work for him. He, they found him dead in his office yesterday morning. I want to tell you a little secret here. Right here in this step is the most dangerous step. Right here, preacher, I, I, we still love Jesus. But Wednesday night's not important no more. Preacher, we just work, but it's not you not being here Wednesday night, it's what's in your heart. Why is it not your heart to want to be here? Something else. This place is so dangerous. Let me tell you why this place is so dangerous. Because the next step is forsaking and loving this world. And I want you everybody to look straight at me. I want you to look straight at me because right here is where I see a multitude of God's people. They go to work on Monday morning. And the people that love this world. Boy, I tell you, we went here. We went there. And then you come back and you say, Why can't we? Why can't we? Why can't we? And you start questioning everything God's doing. It's not a position. It's your heart. You know, as long as I stay over here, I know there's a world and pleasure and sin. And it's amazing to me how hypocritical those are in this place. Because they look at these people and they're not happy. They're always complaining. They're always bellyaching. And yet when they go do something, we want to be like them. One day we want to be like them. One day we don't want to be like them. If I stay over here, that forsaken and that love of this world just don't have the draw. Because I'm loving what I'm doing here. But if I make this step right here, pretty soon... Boy, this place, the flesh starts... Now, there's a lot of things can make us move this step. Circumstances can do this. Sickness can do this. But you know what I find does this more than anything else? Prosperity. You're over here and blame God, would you please bless us? God, do this, do this, do this. And God does it, and we use the prosperity to make a step away from the God that blessed us. This step right here is the most dangerous place you can possibly be. If I went to your Facebook, what have you talked about this week? Do you ever talk about Jesus? Do you ever talk about loving God? Do you talk about Jesus? Or have you stepped over here and said, listen, let me, t- let me tell you about the, what, what we're going to do this summer. What we're going to do here. What we're going to, let me tell you about my new this, new that. This. Let me talk to you about this. Because you see... You used to be here talking about how good God was, but you made a stay up, and now you're talking about how good the world is. And yet this world, and it's not, it's not the stuff. It's not the stuff. It's your heart. Here we began to start doubting God's goodness. Jason Brain. Bring Jaden up here. Let me show you a little something that happens. And see, here's the great deception. You know what the great deception is? Either one of two things. Look here now. You're so selfish, you don't care if your children go to hell or not. Or you're so deceived, you think it won't happen to you. Jason, you stand right here. All right. 
Jaden used to not that. Jaden, you come in right here behind him, okay? Because you're going to follow them big footsteps right there. One day he's going to follow them. Believe with all my heart, Jason lives right here. Best I, best I watched him. May, may be one of the best Christian men I've ever met. Because I watch him. I keep an eye on him. I really watch him. <laughs> and he tolerates ten, darl, uh, he, he puts up with Connie. Bless God, hallelujah. That's enough shadow right there. Let's just say the day comes that he decides I'm not going to serve the church no more. Brother Ronnie, could you get somebody else to do the stuff back there? Brother Ronnie, let me bring you by my keys. I'm not going to do this no more. And he steps over here. Odds are he may be okay. But what about Jaden? What about Jaden? No, Jason, you stay. I tell you, you won't move. Jaden, somebody want me over here. You see, he didn't manhandle him and make him come. But mom and daddy, some of you used to be here. And now you've moved over here. And then when the world steals the heart of that child, you'll blame everybody in the world but getting honest with your own heart and say, my God, what have I done? What have I done? You'll blame everybody. You'll blame everybody else. But on Wednesday night, Sunday night, it ain't important to you, but everything else is. How many of you in church tonight, listen, how many of you in church because you had a mom and daddy that brought you to church every time the doors is open? Every time the doors is open, you were in church because somebody loved you enough to bring you. What you don't understand, and and here's here's, here's my burden. This is my burden as a pastor. Don't you care? Oh, we, we, it ain't bothering them. Not now. But Jaden is going to be that age one day. And that's when it comes, what's in his heart comes out. When that little girl, you can be seated, thank you very much. When that little girl stands and tells you, you ain't telling me what to do. I do what I want to do. I hate you. You say, my God, how did that happen? It happened because somewhere, somebody made a step in the wrong direction. Many of you right now, right here. And the next step is a terrible one. It's a step of forsaken. You know, you know what's sad? Now let me tell you what's sad. You see what's sad. It's sad when a husband wants to live in this world, but a wife wants to live in this world. And there's constantly that. There's the pull of the devil. There's, a, there's the battles and challenges that come, and the great victories that come. And a wife just keeps pulling this way. Why don't you? Why, why can't we? Why, why are we 
because the truth is you don't share the heart of the ministry. And it becomes very hard. I believe there's been pastors that have said, I forget it. I'm resigning. Somebody else can have it. All because of a wife. I said, I won't be a no preacher's wife. Bless God, I ain't going to come and serve. I ain't working in the nursery. I ain't done this. I ain't done that. Why can't we do what the world's doing? Why can't we? Why can't we have the world? And I believe there's a lot of pastors said, I'm done with it. Okay, let's go. And here's what you don't understand. When you slip into this world, everything the devil's told you is going to make you happy. You're mean and a junkyard dog. You're miserable. You hate life. And it brought you no joy. This morning, I gotta be careful. We all have to live in this world. But I don't have to make us step. Well, preacher, I'm bipolar like a hip. Oh, shut up. It's a choice we make. You young people right now are making that choice. Instead of being here and saying, God, who do you want me? I'll tell you who I'm going to get. I'm going to get who I want. Until you get them. You shed bitter tears and unwanted children and divorces and heartbreak and tears and tears and tears and tears. And somebody says, well, how did it happen? It happened because somewhere they made one step. Not, we don't step over to here. You don't, you don't go from here to here. You just don't. You make the one step. Here's where it starts. Now, i gotta, I got to finish. There's three places you're at. If you're here, I want to wave a warning. Dang! The buzzer! Ring the bell! Do anything I can get you to do. So listen, be careful not to make that step. If you never make the first step, you never have to worry. You get tired, yeah, you get tired. You get weary, you get weary. Oh, you can do all of those things. Just don't make that step. Some of you, look at me now. If you're making this step, I plead, I beg, make a step back. What would it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lost his own soul. What would man give in exchange for his soul? I encourage you to make a step back. Why you can. Why you can. Now you're either facing this way this morning. Say, boy, preacher, you're right. Boy, preacher, you're right. I, I'm, I, I need to make a step back. Or you're facing this direction. And you're listening to me. But you're simply saying, hmm, hmm, time out. God is not in the competition business with you. Uh Uh-uh, he's not. 
Here, you become very negative and critical. I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this. Why don't God do this for me? It might be your heart is loving the world and you're committing spiritual adultery. And sir, would you be okay if your wife loved another man? Ma'am, would you be okay if your husband loved another man? Would you give to them if they loved another person? And why would God want to bless you when you love the world more than you love Him? Are you listening? You're standing this way. We're standing here. I pray you make a step back. If you're here, praise God. But if you're here and you're looking this way, please turn. Please turn. Because this place here leads to death. Not a physical death. God ain't going to strike you dead. But there'll be death to your joy. There'll be death to your consciousness of the Holy Spirit of God. There'll be a death to your walk, your testimony. I'm going to tell you, a preacher said something the other day. Most powerful thing I ever said. He made two statements, and I'm done. I got to stop. Statement number one. Statement number one. He said, Some people, some adults, have so destroyed the, the reputation of the pastor that they would have to quit that church and go to another and be right with God and get their families to Jesus because they so destroyed his influence. I pray you've not done that. Second step, what is it? The chains, the chains of sin won't be felt until they're too strong to be broken. The chains of sin are too light to be felt until they're too strong to be broken if you're here. Now there's some of you, you stepped right in here. Can I help you? Won't you get won't you won't you hook up with us? Become a co-laborer, what God's doing. Get involved in the bus ministry. You say, Well, I'm so busy, I can't work. Help fund it. Praise God. Don't tell me you ain't got money. Some of you rob God's money and tithes and and, and all you've been you've been nothing but a thief. Maybe this morning you'll stop being a thief. Don't be surprised if God don't take it back one day from you. Why don't you step over here and be called labor? If you're here, you need to make a turn face. Make a turn face. Because one day, you're you're miserable. It's a miserable place. Because you're not in the world, but you don't don't love God. You don't love God like y'all do, but you can't love the world like y'all do because what will everybody say and think? So you're stuck right in the middle. What a miserable place to be. You're miserable. Won't you, won't you move from there and move this way? Because there's a death. There's death. Let's all stand to our feet.